Welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep the Podcast, where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support, and remember, always go deep. All right, folks, welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep the Podcast. Don't forget to share us with all your friends, your family. I'm sure Ant will be absolutely horrified to hear all the fuck shit cock and balls that are going to come out of our mouths. And with that being said, uh, yeah. with that being said, on today's show, we have two very special co-hosts or bro hosts, if you will. The one is Alan Smithy. The other one is Motorsports Mofo. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Man, I'm so honored that you called me a bro host. I love that. You, that's a trademark, baby. That is a John Nothing Doe Go Deep trademark. I'm going to tweet that shit out right now. Beautiful. I'm excited bro about host. that. Love it. Mwah. And I, as always, am just happy to be here uh, by the air I breathe here. Alan Smithy in front of me. What can I, What else can I as, say? As I live and breathe, motorsports mofo, or as I like to now say, Ricky Bobby. Oh shit! Oh, wow, here we go. Here <laughs> oh, we go. Fuck. You're a lot. You know what you are to me, Mofo. You are my ACDC shock of electricity, right up my asshole. I, I just want to put it out there. I've said to everyone I know, like you know, when it comes to racing, I'd wreck my own grandmother. So uh, right. you just you could just imagine what I do to you, Alan. Like whatever it stuck at that, that point. That's what she said. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, Alan, did you say, or not Alan, sorry, Mofo, did you say you'd wreck your own grandmother? That sounds very, like, I don't know, taboo, if you will. When it comes to winning a race, I am very competitive, and if I was, if I was on the track, um, especially oval track racing, I would, uh, I'd be willing, I'd do whatever it took. Oh. Yeah, see, John, I took it the way you took it. I thought he was referring to wrecking, (laughs) wrecking his grandma, and I'm like, dude, you oh, really wow. have been watching too much Pornhub oh, and the wrong. Just, just stick with the clean links on Pornhub oh, and just go. Don't, just stay away from the darkness. Just stay away from the darkness. There's lots of wholesome pornography. <laughs> just stay away from the darkness. So go to the search Jesus bar right away. Now. They go in the, right, the search bar. Jesus. Exactly. Where's Astro Moon when you need her? Astro, R-O, <laughs> Moon, with, you know, taking you to meet Jesus. Well, Astra Moon is uh, probably doing a, a reading for someone, or she's uh, absolutely hating life, but she's getting bombarded with her personal job. She's, I've, actually, uh, she's I've a- actually asked Astra Moon to, uh, I've got to ask her to uh, give me some picks there for the upcoming Martinsville race. And uh, I'm hoping, because that's in, what, we can ask two weeks from now. So I'm she's a witch, she can, and she's just doing some sort of weird incantations right now. I'm Something with candles, and just, I'm hoping that she can pull some numbers out of whatever she sees that, I can actually put into a tangible retirement fund would be nice. Oh, look, look at that. That's uh, Astra's texting me right now. She's got the queen of small penises and she wants me to send it to you there, mofo. (laughs) (laughs) Ask her if she has your Rogaine handy. (laughs) It's probably right next to the, the penis cream. They know the one that they sell on. You use that that too, uh? I don't need to, bro. (laughs) Ask your old lady. You don't need Rogaine or, 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 the, the penis cream, because... the Rogaine, I don't give a fuck. Right. I'll shave that bad boy every day. I'm not ashamed of my bald ass head. Oh, this is <laughs> <Or heads. laughs> All right, now that we've pissed everybody off that's listening, welcome to the show, folks. This is episode two of our conspiracies, and we've talked about conspiracies in the past, but we, want, we wanted to continue. So the last time we spoke, we spoke about the EV1, the GM, uh, GM's first electric car, and how it was kind of a conspiracy, how they wanted to rein it back quick, but we kind of dispelled it with our resident car guy, 
mofo that basically it all came down to dollars and cents and the gas or oil industry had got involved because at that point their power was uh, overwhelming but at this point now you can see guys like elon musk don't give a fuck and they're pushing out the electric revolution and i'm thankful for it whether it's actually good for the environment or not that's up to you to decide. I'm not here to tell you how to think. But today's show, we're going to move forward. I, oh, sorry. I you, just want to say, actually, if I, if I can just intersect there, sort of cut you off. But no. I, I think, actually, I've been getting a number of people that have uh, reached out there on Instagram just talking about the electric car thing. And as you said, it, it is a whole conversation in itself regarding that thing of whether it's good for the environment or not. And to the people that have been reaching out, I think John and I or a couple of us are going to actually do a sit-down show in the future just talking about the pros and cons of the electric car. I know we did talk electric cars a long while back. Oh yeah, right. Just some of the stuff regarding the the environment and how good it is or isn't and the uh if one cancels out the other. So we are gonna try and get you on that and uh I know that uh you have been reaching out and I appreciate it and we uh, we will try and cover that in a future episode. Definitely there's a there's a, a podcast out there. I'm not going to buzz market the name, but there's a, a podcast out there. It's a long running one where uh, the podcast takes a skeptical view at, at everything in the world. And it pisses me off because I like stuff like ghost stories and Bigfoot and that sort of shit. Oh, yeah. And this podcast debunks everything. And they did a great episode on uh, whether electric cars are actually bad for the environment. And there is a very specific uh, uh, equation that's been worked out where in fact when you're manufacturing the car initially its initial components are bad for the environment but in the long run in terms of greenhouse gas emissions in terms of wear and tear in terms of everything with respect to oil changes and all those sorts of things it turns out that it's uh, re remarkably better for the environment so yeah that I will I will send you that link um, so you guys are have that for please for when you do that podcast please okay. we'll, absolutely we'll definitely do this one in the future because i think this is something that's very important i think it's something you should consider if you are looking to buy a new vehicle in the future right because i mean like nothing's getting younger right so you, if there's a new way that uh makes more sense for you in the long run then why not well, well that's, part of, that's part of the conspiracy though too i think like nikola tesla right like i mean I yes he at one point talked about electric cars i mean you think of how long ago that would have been and where we could have been today well unlike nikola yeah, tesla he was amazing I know that uh, I love Nikola Tesla. He didn't have a butt plug, and he could have invented it there for you, Mofo, because I know that's what your uh, your toy of choice is. But talking about <laughs> Tesla, <laughs> is it hot in here? Is it just me? I feel like I'm getting a bit roasted. You gotta, no, it's it's you, just you. Yeah, it's okay. absolutely just you. You gotta turn okay. you gotta turn down the settings on your uh, wireless vibrator there, bud. You'll be oh, okay. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that go that you wear your uh, edible underwear over. But Nikola Tesla here. Uh, remarkable man. And there's two theories. Okay. The one theory. Okay. So the two theories that I'm specifically honing in on is that if you look it up on Google, they talk about how he's actually from Mars. But if you look at a declassified information from the CIA, they say that he's from Jupiter. Either way, it's fucked up because none of us that we're aware of are from anywhere other than Mother Earth. So right there is a big conspiracy, especially when you have a big law enforcement agency like the CIA right, that come knocking on your door for the littlest reasons, are declassifying this information. And God knows what they've blacked out. Like, I haven't looked at the entirety of the uh, the manifest or the transcript, really, if you will. But this guy has quite the rap sheet. And I, when I say rap sheet, I mean, like, a good rap sheet. Like, this guy was fucking remar uh, remarkably smart. He made, like, the Tesla coil. He made, uh, or he found a way, and before he could make it available to anybody else, 
he found a way to find uh, free renewable electricity that would have put every power company out of their fucking business. They would have never been as Wire, big as they are today. Wireless. The important thing there is wireless electricity. Yeah, and using the ground as this conductor. broadcast electricity wirelessly. I just want to say, too, it's interesting, like, I mean, whether we're talking about Nikola Tesla or, or anything, really, the CIA or FBI, anyone that, frankly, that releases documentation, whether it's a month after a report or years and years after, I always just find it interesting parts of the report that are blacked out. So even though, yes, reports are being released and to the general public for their consumption, you still look at the, the volume, you know, in some cases it's like 10% of the report has been blacked out, times it's like 30 or 40%. And it's interesting. So it's like, okay, you're still, you're, you're being told, but you're essentially only being told what they deem that they want you to know. Because really, if it was a full disclosure, full disclosure in my personal opinion, then would in turn, everything is is there for your consumption. There's no blacking out of anything because, hey, we're releasing the documents, we're releasing the information. So I just want to say it is rather interesting what gets blacked out, and which leads me to think that there are things that don't even make the report in the first part. I'm sure there's things that are, are proverbially off the record, or it's on a report that uh, a report that doesn't even officially exist. I think um, I, I would say that sorry, when you're doing redactions, it's going to be uh, if you're responsible, if you're with an intelligence agency and you're, you're redacting documents, you're probably going to redact as much as possible. So they, I think, they do it somewhat indiscriminately and leave as little unredacted as possible and leave that for the lawyers to fight to fight about. I think if you're blacking stuff out, then there's usually got to be some truth to it and they don't feel like we're able to handle it. But that's just how I, I think, I, I think like uh, in a very untrustworthy way, you know? Oh, I totally agree. One of the other things that are interesting about Nikola Tesla is his, um, apparently he was very interested in space and he's, he was known for sending out signals to Mars which is his connection to Mars, right? It's kind of crazy. So when he died, apparently the police came to his house, took a whole bunch of his patents and stuff that he was going to build. Or uh, well, I believe it was in his house or an apartment. I think he was living like in an apartment because I, I do understand he that he well his dwelling. He died like yeah. broke or something, didn't he? He did. He died broke, penniless in New York City because he didn't care about the money. It wasn't about the money for him. I don't think. No, anyways. you're absolutely right. You think though, like I mean, being able to live in New York City, I mean, it's not it's not cheap. By today's standards, I imagine it'd be not cheap by when he lived standards. Well, he but again, you have remember, to wonder, like, what were they after, right? It's alleged death, right? He allegedly died. Well, of course, nineteen nineteen. Uh, so he allegedly died on the seventh of January, nineteen forty-three, at the age of eighty-six, in hotel room three three two seven of the Hotel New Yorker. But again, the body was found allegedly by a maid. He ignored the "do not disturb" sign. So, really, did he die or did he disappear? Did he go back to Mars or uh, not? Really, Jupiter. I don't mean to be that nerd guy, but I'm gonna gonna ding you on that one. It would be Europa, which is a large moon of Jupiter that uh, scientists kind of think may have conditions to hold life. Europa is... I thought that was um, uh, Titan uh, that had the uh, the ability Titan, for Titan as well, but Europa is the, the big one. There was a, a famous sci-fi author named Arthur C. Clarke who did 2001, and he wrote about Europa in uh, a follow-up book 2010 and also 2061, so... Yeah, there's something about Europa, the moon, that um, they don't want you to know. The government does not want you to know about Europa. So yeah. is, Tes is Tesla from there? It's possible. Absolutely. I'll be honest. Like I, I feel for me like there's a lot of things I'm willing to accept. But when we start to talk about, oh, is he, is he from a moon of Jupiter? Is he from... Uh, that, that, for me, my personal thing is 
I, I find it starts to become a little bit of a reach. That being said, you're talking to not someone. Not a reach that around. If, no, not a reach <laughs> around. It's okay there, John. I'm, I'm good, thanks. But for me, I, I feel like I'm starting to have to really reach it in, in terms of a, a form of belief there. But that being said, like you asked me, do I believe is hypothetically time travel possible? Or do I think that the, the Nazi movement was where they may be working on something with time traveling? Or is it in one day going to be possible? And I tend to believe yes as crazy as that sounds. So um, I'm not going to rule out that, you know, there, there wasn't something more nefarious with Nikola Tesla. I just, I feel like I start to think maybe was there something that he stumbled upon that the, the government didn't want him to know, especially during like, you know, the height of World War II. Is there a technology that he was advancing that maybe the U.S. government in that time did not want to be released as fear it would fall into the wrong hands. There's so many possibilities. I think that's what makes it interesting. I think it's more just the, the, the nature of how he passed away and the mystery of, you know, my understanding is like there's a, a lot of alleged documents that just magically just disappeared. Well, I'm going right? to take what so, you said there and I'm going to, I'm going to go back one step quickly and we'll come back to the Nazis and technology. Is this, is this a step back before you reached around on me or? Well, I wasn't offering it from me. I, I'm sure you have Thank a lot you. of friends uh, that you've uh, called on from time to, to time. Or, you know, when you sit on your one arm so that it goes numb so that it feels like somebody else oh, is doing it for you. But like uh, a stranger. <laughs> the perfect stranger. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to take one step back, right? And we, we, we were talking about Mars. We were talking about uh, Nikola having a connection to Mars saying he, like, if you ask Alan Smithy that he came from Mars or if you ask the CIA he came from Jupiter but I want to I want to go to Mars because there was a there was a program connected to Mars and this is another conspiracy I think it was a Seagate program Alan can you remember if it was the, it wasn't the Seattle program anyways the program base was I was just going to say the uh, the whole basis on this program was they were doing they were using psychics to do something called remote viewing remote viewing is they use their psychic Pro abilities Project Stargate yes Project, Project Stargate. Stargate thank 19, you US Army 1978 with the idea of doing sort of uh, reading or projection or uh, being able to like see from far distances to see what's going on sort of astral projection like using uh, the third the third eye your uh, your third eye to be able absolutely. to witness so as far as the CIA yep. document was saying and this is obviously just me skimming over real skimming but it was basically saying they were using psychics to basically map out Mars to see the civil civilization that was on Mars. And, you know, with them doing that, they also believe back in 1984 when these psychics were doing this, that uh, the Martians were a very large society. They were very large individuals. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of neat that this was kind of out there. And there's a lot of people that have talked about this project. You know, it's up to you whether you believe it or not. I don't know. What are your what are your feelings on it there, guys? Even if you never mind an outer space sort of thought on it. I, I think it's, you know, in some parts of the world, we, we have people, uh, male, female, uh, that are, you know, their, their average height is, say, five feet. And then we have other parts of the world where the average height is, you know, six, five, six, six. I, I think so we, it would be obtuse to say that it is not possible that the, there isn't people out there, um, either on other planets or, or, or that have been here before us on, on say, our planet Earth, that, that we're not bigger than us, like in terms of height or muscular build. I think, it, again, it'd be small-minded for us just to presume that, you know, we, we already know all the answers as to how big the, the proper parameters would be. Um, I think it's very likely that someone, people could be on other planets. In this case, we're talking Mars loosely that could easily be twice our size. 
or twice the average size of a normal human or could be smaller. I'm not overly familiar with this specific story, but I just think off the top of my head, I think that um, there, there's a lot of things that we cannot explain. I mean, you think of how many things are in our own sea or our own ocean that we are still discovering. So frankly, you know, it would it, nothing would surprise me. I mean, there's no parameters really for another planet because we, we're measuring against what? You don't really have another... It's not that we know of that we have we actually interacted with someone from another planet. I'm speaking strictly for myself. I know there's believers or listeners out there that have, you know, uh, apparently, you know, met with people from outer space and uh, they, they would have their I'm own take. Shout out to Donna and Peterborough. <laughs> I'm, I guarantee she believes that she's met people from outer space. Yeah, I thought she smelled all the gas off the again. <laughs> I'm we we have anything. not heard from Donna since we had her call in, man. I, I think, honestly, we scared the Jesus out of her. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to interrupt your flow, Mofo. Carry on. It's all right. No, I, I, I was just saying my personal thought is, is it possible? I'd say it's, uh, it would be small-minded for us to sit here and say that it is not possible that people, in this case, that potentially maybe live on Mars, that they very well could be twice our height or twice our physical build, or likewise, they could be a lot smaller. I mean, I just, we really don't know. We haven't, I don't think, had the real science on the ground. And I think that's what they're trying to push the rovers and everything for, is to see what we can learn. Well, here's what I love about the Mars theory. I'm a huge fan, and I'm a huge believer in the conspiracy that there was life on Mars. I've always been a big fan of this idea. And, and I, you know, so I'm approaching it from a naive scientific point of view, but here's the, here's the biggest factor with that. Our sun, which, which provides the life in our, in our solar system, has been shrinking and it will continue to shrink until it's tiny and then we'll start to expand again to be a red giant and by the time it expands it'll destroy every planet in the solar system with a supernova it's going to be supernova that's right but the the point is it has been shrinking so right now we we have life on this planet because the sun happens to be a particular size that supports uh, gravity on our planet and allows our planet to hold the atmosphere, sustain life. But who's who's to say a billion years ago when the sun was bigger, Earth was lifeless and Mars, which has a very, very faint atmosphere, did not have an Earth-like atmosphere because, again, the sun was bigger. So the distance between the sun and Earth or Sun and Mars would probably be equivalent to where the sun and the Earth is now. So it's entirely plausible, again, I'm not a scientist, I'm just talking out of my ass here, but it's entirely plausible that a billion years ago, when the sun was larger, Earth had an atmosphere, it had life, and it had people that lived on Mars. And as the sun shrank, the, the planet lost its atmosphere, and everything was laid to waste. And again, this didn't happen overnight, it happened over a billion years. So right now, all that's left on Mars is a billion years worth of uh, what sandstorms do and, and sand dunes. Is it possible that when we finally get back to Mars uh, and we're able to do archaeological digs and we're able to do some very intense LIDAR scanning under the ground, will we find remnants of a Martian civilization? I'm willing to put money on it that that will be the case. Now, do you guys, happen to know, sorry, just, do you happen to know, like yeah. speaking of LIDAR, have they equipped any of that technology? I know it's becoming more prevalent. You you see on different I, I TV shows, are they using it? Have they put any yeah. of that on their rovers that they've sent there? I don't know. Again, the rover is too small for that. Or a LIDAR is something best done from orbit. Right now there are satellites, for example, satellites in orbit of Earth that have found ancient Mayan temples in the jungle of the Amazon by using LIDAR that we've never discovered because the tree covering 
in certain parts of the Amazon is so thick that you can't see it, but using the LIDAR from a satellite, you pick it up. So I don't know if really that's the priority right now for NASA, or it could be, let's go down the conspiracy. Perhaps they have discovered it and they're just sitting on that knowledge. So it's entirely possible. Um, as for the giants, there have been rumors, and again, there are other, there are other stories you can just Google giants. There are rumors that giants existed on this planet, you know, a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, five thousand years ago. That they that they roam the earth the same way that Neanderthals roam the earth, and that just due to natural selection and predators, and fear from Homo sapiens, they wound up getting killed. Is it possible that Mars had similar creatures? Did they did are the giants from Mars? I'll buy in a hundred percent of that. You know, a, a giant that's maybe you know twelve, fifteen, eighteen feet tall that I'll buy. A giant that's like 100 feet tall, Mars is too small for that. But giants that are 20 feet tall, a la what you see in like, uh, you know, a Game of Thrones or the Jolly Green Giant or, you know, Canada's own Friendly Giant who, you know, RIP, love the Friendly Giant. Are, are those possible? A hundred percent. You know, uh, who's to say, you know, 2,000 years ago that 3,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago that they didn't migrate from Mars and settle here? Who's to say that they didn't, their they're descendants from people on Mars, who's to say, you know, that the Homo sapiens, you know, who killed off the Neanderthal didn't also kill off the giants because who wouldn't be scared of a fucking 20 foot tall group of people? I'd be terrified. I'd get my caveman brothers and sisters with spears and rocks and hunt those fuckers down. I'm not living with giants. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, I totally, you know, John, I totally buy into that theory that there were giants on Mars. We won't really know until we get back there. And we won't really know until, you know, the, the government lets us know. Or, you know, you have, as I said in the previous episode, you get someone like Elon Musk who's trying to get to Mars, in my opinion, uh, to, to actually just claim the planet for his own. There is a UN treaty that states that no nation can call claim. another planet in the solar system their own. Yeah. But I guarantee you that Elon Musk, if he gets to Mars, will de declare it instead of the planet Mars, the planet Musk. I guarantee I, that's going to happen. I certainly, you know, I, I think that it's it's just like rules of war. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means military or anything. I'm just speaking off the top of my head. Is I think that all this is great and wonderful on paper. And I think whoever gets there first, yeah, they may not say it's, we're not claiming as our own, but I, I per, my personal thought is just like rules of war is rules are always able. It may not be broken, but can certainly be bent. Right. And you know, you I, I think I think in wartime proverbial situations or literal ones, I think sometimes things have to be done that, that just aren't maybe talked about or or that does not hit the media, hit the news. Transfer that over to whoever gets to Mars first. I mean, they may say, oh yes, it's all there. We're all going to share information, but I personally think, especially. Whoever gets there first, I'm just going to, regardless of country, I think is going to all of a sudden have their own objectives and going to push their own agenda. Sure. Uh, they might they might share in common. Oh, we we found some space dust, or or you know, so look at these rocks we found. But if they find something that is going to be extremely valuable to them, i.e., uh, they they find deposits of gold or something. And I'm obviously no I'm no uh, geologist, so I don't even know if gold is, would even be possible to exist on Mars. I'm well, saying as a hypothetical, they all of a sudden you, find... You wow, are like, no geologist, but I bet you do know where Uranus is. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> At least his butt plug does. Roasted. Now, now um, I, 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 all I'm thinking though is whoever gets there first, I just think that they're going to all of a sudden have their own agenda. That's my personal thought. Everything else in terms of the United Nations will sort of fall in the second. That's just my my know, humble opinion there. I'm, I'm going to go right down the conspiracy, and I'll get your your opinion, and I'll get John Doe's because I know John's a big fan of the Mars theory. You know, the last uh, presidential administration, the Trump administration in the United States, created this thing called Space Force, which yep. is an absolute farce. The logo is ripped off from Star Trek. Yep. Um, there's no real need for the Space Force because the all you know all military um, uh, space travel and and sort of space procedures are handled by the United States Air Force. But the reality is. For some reason, they felt it necessary to create a legitimate uh, war-fighting force called the Space Force. So let's go down the rabbit hole with this. Let's say uh, an entrepreneur like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk decides that they're going to go to Mars, and they get to Mars, and they decide to settle up, uh, you know, settle it and declare, you know, it Mars is mine, and all its resources are mine, and if you don't like it, tough. All Musk or Bezos or any rich, let's say Lex Luthor, somebody like that needs to do is have a ground-based or satellite-based missile system that would literally shoot down any approaching spacecraft that they didn't want approaching Mars. It's not like warfare on Earth where you can send planes and you can send missiles. If you're settled on Mars and you're the first one on Mars, you can see what's coming literally six months ahead of time, a year ahead of time. Oh, yeah. So it's easy to knock that shit out of the sky. So there's nothing in the world to stop someone who's super smart and super rich from establishing a colony on Mars and declaring the planet theirs and there's literally nothing the government of the world can do to stop them unless, you know, you, you do a, a Michael Bay or a Armageddon-style movie and, and send Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck up there to kick their ass. I'm no screenwriter, obviously, but there's nothing to stop them from doing that and then exploiting Mars's resources. It's the same thing with, with asteroid mining. They, they, they speculate that asteroids in the solar system have vast amounts of gold and platinum. You know, you could completely destroy and decimate the gold market, which you know, the world's financial system is still partially based on, unless you believe in Bitcoin. Uh, so, you know, you wind up with an asteroid, if you can claim it, that has 10 times the amount of the gold that's available in the world, then you literally control all the money. So there's nothing to say that, you know, conspiracies like that uh, can't come true. I, I, definitely I, think, I definitely think... I sound like you, a crazy you, person. I love this. No, I, I definitely think you're right, though, about, like, the, the economic fallout to the, to the markets. And, I mean, that that's where I say, again, it's like all of a sudden we'll, we'll pick... I'll, I won't even call out a country because I, I think that, you know, that I don't want it to be that we're singling any country out. If you pick country A or country Wakanda. B... Country, Let's say Wakanda. <laughs> oh, jeez. If you pick country B, then all of a sudden gets to Mars first and lands there and finds there is deposits of, of, of all sorts of, of, of precious metals or, or things of usefulness that all of a sudden are, you know, hey, we can harvest this and look what we can do for our company and our shareholders. Or maybe we're a private company and we don't have shareholders, but look what we can do yeah. for our private investors. I personally think that that has implications as well. I mean, that's into a whole other gambit of, of conversation as to what then the the governments would have to do just to keep things stable back on on earth but two words buddy space force I, oh the space force but the, i i i i think the, the space force i think it was brought out 
and it's great and wonderful, but I feel like that agenda, that whole thing, like the fact that we're hearing about, I think President Trump brought that out, what, two years ago now? Yeah, two Something or three like years ago. Anyway, I feel that had already been well in the pipeline, well before his presidency started, and it was just a matter of time to when they felt, okay, now it is time to deploy this information to the masses, or we want to slowly start putting out feelers to see how the masses react to something like this. I don't just, the, the government, the U.S. government, I don't think just goes into these situations half-hearted or light, lightly. My personal have thought is of, that... Have you heard of Vietnam? It's possible. Oh, I'm not, you know, I, I have... I'm not going to comment. I have. I think there's a lot yeah. of people that yeah. lost their lives there, and I do. Uh, totally, have... man. Uh, but because it's that, that shows you that the government doesn't always necessarily put a lot of thought or put a lot of I, care okay. into what they're doing. Va- va- valid point. I'm just saying. Yeah. Though, I, I just yeah. want to tread carefully on that topic. I think there's a lot oh, of people sure. that are listening. Yeah. That, no, no um, disrespect to to anyone that lost their lives in a war that they didn't want to participate in. That they they're not responsible for on both sides. You know, so war war yeah. sucks, man. There's just no two ways. About it. I guess I, I I just I was sort of thinking though like I think that if they were going to come out they didn't want like in this case the United States does not look like a bu- does not want to look like a bunch of idiots or assholes to the rest of the world and I don't think they just arbitrarily woke up one day and said oh we're going to come out with the space force I think that there's already a lot in the pipeline regarding whatever program it is they're doing. And they, as an example, this is probably something they've been already hard at work over the last 10 or 15 years, but now it's, this is their way of, okay, slowly rolling it out to the masses. So that if any questions do arise, Oh, well, that's just part of our, our space force program. <laughs> Even though we've been maybe working on it for 10, 15, 20 years. Now we can just start to slowly, you know, cover it over, massage it over with space force, space force. And that's so, just my humble opinion. I, I get your I, opinion. I want to know what, I, right, I want to know what John Doe thinks because John has been all about Mars and the Giants, you know, for for a while now. John, what is your opinion on all this? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna um nail all these points off real quick here. So with the space force thing, there's this is twofold. It's either a they need more um, ways to funnel money to the army. So by having a quote unquote space force, it'd be the easiest way to say, well, we've declassified all this information, whether it's true or not, is a whole nother story. Now we have proof or we have what seems to be proof and all the conspiracy theorist guys are all going wild. We're going to put money into a space force, which is just really just more money being allotted to the army to be able to like research and development and make themselves more prepared for any kind of future threats. Or, you know, there's part B to that where shit's actually about to go down and we're about to have real contact shortly. And they're just like, you know what? We can't fucking put this under the covers anymore. We can't sweep this under the rug. We need to start letting people know before they start fucking landing on fucking apartment buildings and uh, meeting people and abducting them because they want to see their anus. So that's that. That's- I'm just going to throw this out very quickly that you hit on one very key point right there. Nail it right there. Because... If that's the case, if they're trying to do sort of like a slow prep of society to accept what they know is coming down the pipe, the fact that over the last two years, the U.S. intelligence organizations have released all sorts of UFO footage and have said, oh, guess what? Yeah. Remember all that time you said UFOs were bullshit? No, they're real. And here, here's footage of our fighter aircraft uh, intercepting them. Yeah. I'm right with you on that, John. It's 
quite, it's quite possible that there's, it's like a soft launch or a soft boot. They're trying to gently prepare us for what they know might be coming. Yeah, I mean, if you look at... I, I, would, certainly, I would certainly agree with that. I know, I think we talked about it on a previous episode uh, about conspiracies and such where we were talking about, though, I just know, like, I, I remember talking to John about it and Sassy K and that we had, had where there was like a, oh, about 10 years ago or whatever, they were talking about a mouse, a human an ear being grown on the back of a mouse. The military had been working on it, and, you know, look at, and I said, this is probably something that they were working on back in the 70s or early 80s, and it was only then released in the, the mid-early 2000s. So look what we've done, but I'm sure this has been something that they've been working on for 20, 30 years. I'm sure the technology that the military is working with is probably, you know, at least 15, 20 years ahead of what we think we have. We think we have a smartphone in our hand. Look at all the cool stuff we can do. I can just imagine the stuff that we don't know about. And I would say the same thing. This is probably, like you said, their version of a soft launch, slowly rolling it out so that people can slowly... You know, I think as much as people say they like change and they need uh, variety or the spice of life is variety, I do also think that people people like things just to stay consistent, stay the same, so that there's not too much upheaval all at once. People can, can consume a certain amount in a month, a day, whatever, but you, you disrupt their day-to-day things too much and it's it, too much to process, right? And No, 100%. So you know, I, I, I could see the slow launch thing like you mentioned. I hear that. that I'm, I'm, I'm all about that because I really do believe we'd be ignorant to think otherwise in terms of believing that there's no other um, intelligent life out there. We're just lucky enough to be intelligent enough to be the top of the food chain here. But uh, going back to some of the things that both you and Alan Smith, you were saying with uh, the asteroids, you're, you're damn right. There's a there's a program already in place and they're trying to make it so that they can get on, uh, private entities can get on these uh, asteroids, not for the sake so much to disrupt the economy on Earth, but rather to make that business more uh, valuable. So the idea is to bring drills and shit, almost like Armageddon Day, you know, when they went on there to kind of dig a hole to drop a fucking nuke so they could blow it except they don't want to blow it up they want to jump on these asteroids and they want to put like jets on them from one of the reports i can't remember where it is if i can remember the link is i'll send it to you guys and basically have it so that they can push this asteroid into our um orbit so it will constantly be circling circling around earth so they can uh, deprive it of all its goods and pressure me- precious metals and so on and then when they're done just fucking press the button and have it zip out of our orbit and then keep bringing them in and then shooting them out so that's one um project that apparently is really uh, on the go and then going back one more step when alan smith he was talking about he would love to see what happened first with all the dinosaurs and stuff there's this um i don't remember the correct name for it it's like almost like um viewing light speed from a distance so apparently if you were to leave earth and go back from the orbit be able to like use like a telescope and look at the earth from a very far distance apparently because there's like a time disruption or a time difference you would actually see what is already happened you'd almost be able to see into the past there's a theory that you'd be able to see the past because of how much difference um between a spot a to spot b to uh, remote view things so it was kind of a uh, an interesting theory and i'm not sure how you guys felt about that but i thought that was really uh, fucking interesting actually <laughs> yeah no I've, i love a, i love all the theories about remote viewing and, and time travel and there's so much about physics that we don't we don't quite understand and we don't understand perception as well you know if you look at the animal kingdom the way certain animals you say well this animal has a sixth sense or this animal has a sixth sense uh, there's there's so much about our brain that we're we haven't understood locked yet that who knows our perception of time our perception of of reality you know nobody really knows that so i buy into all of that stuff 
that remote viewing is possible, that remote viewing in the past, remote viewing in the future, all of that stuff, man. I'm down with all that mojo. All of that I, stuff. I, I would tend to agree. Um, I, I think, like just like Alan said, the, the the laws of physics are, I think, are constantly being tweaked, and we're learning things and things that we did not ever think was possible. You know, even 10 or 15 years ago, I think now we're learning that. Wow, look, look what we can do. I think whether it's in flight, we're, we're going speeds in the air that we, we never thought we would be able to, to do, and what the, the human body in terms of G-force can handle. I think there's so many things in the laws of physics that are going to be learned in years going forward just because of computers and uh, mathematical equations that are you know coming into use. I, I would be hard-pressed to think that we have learned it all. I, I, I strongly believe that there are people much, much smarter than myself that are, are working Agreed. on daily to advance us along. I have more computing power on my wrist and my Apple Watch than they did in all of NASA to get the Apollo mission to the moon. Oh, I, have more, I have more computing power in my Apple Watch than all of NASA had in 1969 to get Apollo to the moon. Or this quote-unquote supercomputer. That super shows you just how, how far we've come as a species with computers. And and what's sad is, what do we use it for? We're using it right now to, to mine Bitcoin. Like, we have all this computing power and people are using it to just go after fake money. I don't... I, I, we or watch chicks on OnlyFans. Just saying, some of us. Right. Don't. See, nothing <laughs> wrong. Again, nothing wrong with OnlyFans. Just keep that coming. People have to pay their bills, baby. And if you got to do it that way, you got to do what you got to do. No, we are not sex shaming on this podcast. No. We are all in for OnlyFans, man. We all got in. you. Uh, if you're an OnlyFans uh, model, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe send us a personal link and a couple of videos just to make sure we know we can identify you. Um, <laughs> Does that include my? Does that include mine? Because I'm on there, man. I'm. I, I got. I just, yours is I've the opposite, the, isn't it? I get the sick cash coming, but and you yours, haven't seen anything. I was gonna say yours is the opposite. You crazy, start nude, and they pay you to put it back on every month. No. You, you, I was gonna say you'd be surprised that I'd be willing to do for car parts. I will do damn near anything for car that parts. That is exactly right. Well, I've seen your. I've seen your car, mofo. Uh, you 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 need all the help you can get. Yeah. I I thank you. I think I'm not sure. Uh, I'm kinda, coming from a Jeep guy. <laughs> I'm kind of sick of seeing the right, slow mo exactly. videos of you waxing your car. It's not it's not car porn, bud. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no safe zone here, ladies and gentlemen. No safe zone here. The safe word no, here is, is harder. Not... <laughs> That's right. That's Listen, right. Let, let, let me let, let me jump on something. Alan brought up here the the computing power. Literally that or he figuratively? Has, <laughs> I hope figuratively. Speaking. Figuratively, thank you. The computing power that Alan mentions on his um, Apple Watch there. Buzz market. I I just think, you know what, I'm, I'm not saying that the moon landing did not happen. I am certainly very skeptical. I ha And the reason is I, I think that I think the astronauts, I think they trained for everything that they think. I, I think there was more political gain from who landed on the moon allegedly first to, be, to, to come of it all. I think like if, if, you know, you think of it, say Russia or China were to have beaten the U.S., what a defeat, politically speaking, 
that would have been a, a crushing blow, if you will. What that would have meant, maybe the change, what it could have meant for a change in terms of the Cold War. You know, so I think all of a sudden, if the U.S. says, oh, we've done it, look at us, we made it, then all of a sudden it, it sets a tone for society of, you know, we, we were beat or, or, hey, we were the first ones there. So I personally, I'm not saying that it wasn't possible, but I'm certainly skeptical just based on the level of technology that was available at the time. Well, I don't know, guys, girls, you know, like, Mofo, I, hopefully... I- I'm glad you brought it up. The moon landing. That's actually a perfect segue into more of the conspiracy we wanted to talk about today. And I know Alan Smith, he's very um, he's very passionate about the moon landing. Okay, so the moon landing. I, I have an answer for you. I, John, I have an answer for you. So last week when we were talking about it in the last episode, you asked, why is the flag waving? And again, I wasn't really clear on, on why that happened or how that was possible. So I looked it up and it's an electric flag. It's literally, the flag is electric. Uh, it's on a little like motor. Like Mofo's butt plug? In the flagpole. Like, it's literally the, the same motor that, that Mofo uses for his vibrator. <laughs> that was in the flagpole. And that's why the flag waves on the moon, because they wanted it to wave and they needed a contraption to make the flag I'm wave. Gonna, I'm going to see, I'm waves, gonna, Alan, I'm going to see your lips through when I put my foot up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, we you don't know, support violence. So much, we do not support violence on the show and left it. <laughs> right, right. And if you ever, so for moon conspiracies, if you ever want to see something funny, just Google Buzz Aldrin punching. Just those three words, Buzz Aldrin punching. Buzz Aldrin, who was uh, part of the uh, um, Apollo crew that landed on the moon, was confronted, uh, I think it's 20 years ago now, someone was filming some some nut bar the moon conspiracy nut bar confronted Buzz Aldrin in Florida as Buzz was going into it looked like an office I think and his buddy was filming it and so this guy went up to Buzz Aldrin who at the time you know Buzz I think might be 100 now but at the time Buzz Aldrin was in his 70s and said oh yeah the moon moon landing was a hoax blah 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 you're a joke blah 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 and Buzz pops this guy it is one of the funniest videos I've seen other than maybe piano playing cats on the internet <laughs> just absolutely scorchingly funny buzz aldrin just just clocks this guy out cold so wow. yeah that's what buzz thinks about people in the moon conspiracies but but uh john doe there's your answer the flag was electric that's why it was able to stay up and that's why it was able to wave because it was uh it was the flag was made of foil and it was electrified so that it would vibrate so you know it's so funny because (laughs) the vibrate kills me yeah (laughs) okay so it's just funny because like there's another there's also the theory that we kind of spoke about once before was that you know the other side so the idea that when they landed on the moon there was an alien force that just kind of showed up and scared the shit of our astronauts and basically told them to tell our government that they're not to return to the moon now i'm not sure exactly. how you guys feel about that does it like does that sound something that could be plausible or are we just fucking bored no, and saying stupid it's shit? entirely possible the dark side of the moon other than being the second best led zepp or uh, a pink floyd album the dark side yep. of the moon second best i'm going to be controversial right here i'm laying it down my favorite pink floyd album is the division bell but the dark side of the moon second best but the dark side of the moon is relatively unexplored nasa and russia and china have all sent satellites and probes around to the dark side of the moon and quote unquote have found nothing of any interest and i'm using my hand with air quotes now okay but if you were aliens and you wanted to monitor earth and you wanted to stay hidden because any anybody with a telescope unless you're a flat earther anybody with a telescope can 
look at the moon and look at the surface of the moon. And technology is so good these days that you can get a really, really high-powered telescope that you can use from your iPhone, and you can see things on the surface of the moon. But the dark side is always hidden. The moon does not, unlike the Earth, the moon does not rotate. It's the, the side we see is always facing us. Or unlike so the, the back of, of the Mofo, is, it, it does ro- it doesn't exactly. rotate. <laughs> so it's possible. I'll give you a full it, moon. Exactly. So that's where it is. If there's something out there, it's hiding on the dark side of the moon. Well, I think even like you think about for any planet, though, like just I think we'd be, you know, very small minded to say if we're staying on our planet, looking up at the sky and wherever you live, but looking up at the sky and oh, look at Venus or look at, you know, look at Mars, look at our moon. I think we'd be small minded to say that it's by nowhere possible that something, I'll say it that way, that something couldn't be on one of those planets looking back at Earth saying, hey, look at that planet. I mean, we might be talking quite literally like a microorganism or micro, I, I don't even know. I'm not a scientist. You know what I'm saying? But I think, again, what to say there's not something on the moon looking back at us at night or during the day. Hey, look at look at these goofs down there doing whatever it is they're doing. You know, so I, I don't know. Like, do I do I think something told our astronauts hey like don't come back here hmm. i don't know i mean i just i don't look at i don't look i'm not i won't debunk it i just i don't know that I look i just don't personally look at it i guess from that that angle i do wonder though why we have not been back more and one would say well it doesn't there there's nothing there though that would really benefit us and i think well you know it, it's interesting though that when the moon it, it's right there is there not anything we could learn from it is there not anything that we could could you could you not no. put a base on the moon it to... is it is boring it's boringly unremarkable and the other thing is any money that you would spend building a moon base even just for the the practical experience of building uh, you know doing it in advance of building a, a a base on mars you're better off just to build the bases they do in the Mojave Desert, and then just just save your money and and build the the base on Mars. There's the moon is literally unremarkable, and they brought back all. That's why that's why in the reality that China and Russia have never have never successfully landed anything on the moon in terms that of we, people that, that we know that of. we know of that we know of. Because no, I think if Russia and or China put people on the moon they would be out there waving their flags. So the fact that it is enormously expensive and the, the sort of the, the cost benefit of going back to the moon is negligible. And furthermore, circling back to Mars, the atmosphere of the moon is so different than Mars. Mars has a, an Earth-like atmosphere, whereas the moon doesn't have any atmosphere at all. So it, it's impractical to build a base on, on the moon when you're prepping for Mars because it's, that's like saying, well, I want to learn how to cook an omelet, so I'm going to fry up some apples. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't help. Well, you know, okay. it's, it's, fried apples. it's funny, Alan Smith, you brought it up earlier about flat earthers. And there's a theory yeah, man. about the flat earthers. Let's go. We've never been to the moon. And like, obviously the moon landing is fake. And one of the reasons is yep. apparently they caught one of NASA's scientists apparently saying that um, we've never left earth for two reasons. One belief or one reason was apparently we're surrounded in this big atmospheric dome and we can't get through it. And then the other one was talking about a dome, but it was saying it was like a radiation dome and that we've not been able to have, we don't have anything on Earth that could possibly reflect that radiation so that we wouldn't die or have some kind of major radiation poisoning. 
I, I love the flat earth theory. So what's your take on that, John Doe? How do you feel about the flat earth? I mean, there's so many ways you can look at it, right? I mean, it's so hard to say uh, one way or the other. I mean, I'm clearly not the smartest guy in the room, and I'm okay with that. And I believe that anybody that would be smart enough to know better would have already either A, mathematically worked this out like we have done with everything else, or B, the talk of leaving Earth would have left far longer than now. You know what I mean? We would have already established it, like we've established all the continents and oceans and everything else we can find. So to, for that idea, for us being flat and like, you know, every government in the world wants to like hide it away from us, for what? I don't see the benefit. There's no benefit to tell us, yeah, it is round even though it's flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no... There's I, I, no like, this is a theory. I, I was just thinking to myself, I, again, I'm not the smartest person in the room, but I mean, off the top of my head, why is it then... I mean, you got airplanes as an example that they're flying to, say, Russia from Toronto. I'm not... Like, I don't specifically know their flight path or anything like that, but my understanding is, is they would... Who the fuck fly wants from, to go either to or from uh, Toronto? Could you not pick a better city? Okay, sorry. Las Vegas. Uh, okay, Vegas, Hamilton. There we go. Okay, yeah. so you're going from Hamilton... <laughs> Does anyone other than the three of us listening to the story, does anybody other than the three of us and Donna from Peterborough even know what Hamilton is other than being, you know, the the Broadway play? <laughs> okay. Hamilton. My, point, my point is, though, is if, you're going, if you're going from, say, Toronto or Montreal, you're, my understanding is, is then they would be, I, I think they go to B.C. and then from V.C. area, and again, I'm not an airline. I'm going to get land-based on the mail for this, but refuel, and then they would be flying, you know, continuing west to Russia. But likewise, if you were, say, in Britain or something, then you could just continue east. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I... That, it's Again. true what you're saying, that they always have one flight pattern where they're always going one way when we can go the complete opposite way. There's just a bigger body of water. But for whatever reason, we never go that way. We never go, I guess. You, you talk about people that have sailed around the world. I mean, I don't know. Come on, like a flat earth thing. I just... I. I see what I love. I love the theory. Like I love crazy. I love crazy conspiracy theories. What I've always said to the people, uh, sometimes, sometimes in my my current line of work, I do encounter people who uh, like to talk crazy smack to me while I'm doing my job. But you're and, you're in the uh, porn industry, aren't you? I am in the porn industry, and I talk to the fluffers all the time. I understand. And uh, sometimes the they're you know they they get on the flat earth, and I simply say to them, <laughs> here's. Here's a very simple way to solve this problem. Rent yourself a hot air balloon, go up and keep it stationary in the same spot, and I guarantee you three hours later, you won't come down into the same spot. It just That's just not how it works. You, the, the planet is rotating. So if you go up and you're stationary, you will not come down in the same spot. It's definitely one way to it's, look at it. I mean, it's it's a very make yep. sense solution, right? Because if yeah, we weren't moving, very, okay, even if, even if okay, even if we let's say, and we I don't, but let's say I did think, okay, yeah, the the world is flat, and I'm looking at uh, uh, if anyone's played the game Risk, I'm looking at the Risk board now. I, Ukraine I'm just, is not weak. Ukraine I, is not weak. I always try to take over North America and then branch out do you from get, there. Do you do? Are you old enough to get that Seinfeld reference? I'm not sure. I remember Seinfeld. Seinfeld I, thank you. I do remember. I didn't so watch it, but I do remember there, Seinfeld. There was an episode where Kramer and Newman were playing Risk on the subway, mm -hmm. and they had the Risk Random board out, yeah. and Kramer was talking. He was mocking uh, Newman for taking over Ukraine, and Kramer was saying in a, in a terrible uh, Eastern European accent, Ukraine is weak, and another <laughs> customer on the subway 
got really upset. Ukraine not weak and smashes the board. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> I digress. It's a Seinfeld. You had to be there, I guess, in 1994 to appreciate that. I was more of a married I, uh, I will have to, I will have to look it up. But my my point is is just. I'm just trying to envision, like, you know, you're trying to tell someone, okay, you're going to, you're going to, what, then sail from Argentina and you're going to, you're going to sail east. You're going to sail east. And all of a sudden, where are you going to end up? Oh, there we got, we got South Africa. And then you keep going around along and, oh, we finally have reached uh, Australia. And then what, after Australia, you, you've come all that way and then what, you just, you just fall off a, what, a waterfall? Like, it, where's the waterfall go? Is it? Well, this is the funny part. So if we go back to the aliens a little bit with the flat earth uh, policy or the thought process is there's belief that at the Antarctic and the Arctic, the ice shelves are basically what hold all the water into the earth. And that's like the ending. And at the North and South Poles are entrances for the underground. There's like a world tube that's basically in and underneath our world that allows aliens to live and prosper underneath our planet in another like likeness planet on flat earth here so that's oh, a Jesus. That, quite, that there is a whole other that's a whole other conversation like it that, is again i never knock the flat like i i think the flat earth theory is ridiculous but you never i never knock it because that was literally the prevailing theory of all of humanity for thousands of years and People were put to death for suggesting otherwise. You know, 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, even 1,000 years ago, if you suggested, in fact, the earth was not flat, they would burn you at the stake. They would call you a heretic and you that you were committing a crime against the church, and they would burn you alive. So the flat earth theory, while ridiculous, has a historical context in that it's been a common belief amongst uh, most religions well, they used Four. to burn people that they thought were witches, too. I mean, like, Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of things that... I, I'm just trying, again, just trying to and wrap... Somehow, and somehow Astro Moon has survived all of these years, right? Well, <laughs> we, we've had our suspicions for at least a few months now. Oh, no, that woman is clairvoyant, and she is a witch. And she's probably lived for a long time. Law. I'm a little bit, I, and this is a tangent for, I'm talking shit about one of our fellow podcasters who's not here right now, but I'm going to go on a tangent to say that Astra Moon is immortal and she's been around for a thousand years and that she is a witch and that she just finds our little podcasting thing just to be hysterical and she's plotting all of our death. She probably <laughs> takes pity on us. I'm probably last to go. It could, <laughs> it could be. But there's yeah. also, um, there's also a couple of other theories that were out there. And if you're talking religious and we know how much we don't love religion. So I'm not going to name any particular religion in general, but another um, theory is, okay, so a couple of years, or not a couple of years ago, but a couple of decades ago, apparently the U.S. shot missiles up in the air that would support the idea of this being a flat earth, and basically the missiles could only go so far, and then they hit the uh, the globe, if you will, and they exploded and they couldn't go any further. But I mean, that could be easily explained by the fact that missiles only go so far, and maybe there was an oxygen uh combustion issue and bang the engine blew inside the missile so there's there's that theory and the very last one and i'm gonna i'm gonna drop this one and i'm gonna get your opinions before we uh cap this bad boy off the other one is more of a scientific one and the way you look at it is um you know when you look at something through a telescope you kind of look deeper and deeper in, in like a lot of the things like water and other molecules it almost looks like you're looking at a solar system so ponder this for a second if you will imagine we're also in that somebody else's microscope and the 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 levels just keep growing and growing and growing and everybody else looks down and we're all kind of the same part of the same unit something we're thinking about right well i've always, universe, I've always thought again like that if we're looking out at 
something or someone and what's stopping them from looking back at us, whether we know we're being observed or not. I mean, if we're observing, if we're looking down at the ant, I'm sure in theory, the ant is looking back up at us. You know what I'm saying? From that aspect. You talk about though, like being deeper and deeper, suggesting that, you know, there's, there's layers below the earth of, of other humans. I mean, in some capacity, I think, well, you know, we have bugs that live in the ground and really, I mean, have massive so there's microorganisms that, and, and things that live, you know, deep in the mines and they, they survive. And it's like, what is it? Well, it's a bacteria thing. That, I mean, so again, in, in theory, things are anything I suppose is possible. And I'm by no means educated in anything scientific, but you can barely start a car, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, thanks. I, I just, I, I think that, you know, there, there's a lot of things as much as we're trying to get off this planet to learn a bunch of things. I still think there's a lot of things on the planet that we have no idea about her that we have yet to learn yes like why people like nascar please explain that i don't <laughs> that that is well, they're they're the they're the very educated the very refined uh motorsports fans like myself mm. like uh yourself uh, like donna H- from your name motorsports mofo i'm gonna leave this i'm gonna leave this on on again a branch and all a branch to another scientific theory slash conspiracy theory it's one of my favorite and it sort of goes back circles back to what john was just saying uh, about not only flat earth theory but you know looking out into a telescope and is it reverse into a microscope one of my favorite scientific and conspiracy theories is called the simulation theory and it's an idea uh uh, about uh, the reality of humanity surviving existential threats. And the theory goes like this. We, as a human being, as a species on this planet, uh, exist in either two ways. We are currently living in a very elaborate simulation uh, can, that has uh, been concocted and is being run by humanity far in the future. And we don't realize it, a la the Matrix. So we're currently living in a simulation like the Matrix. We just don't realize it because society so far in the future has become become so far advanced that they're able to run a simulation or humanity dies out and we're just living our lives and there is no future for us because at some point we manage to destroy ourselves, whether it's environmental collapse, whether it's war, whether it's invasion by uh, an alien species. It's either we die off in the future and we're dead and there's no more future for humanity or we are currently living in a simulation brought, created by future generations. Bum, bum, bum. The, the Matrix thing, like I, I would definitely on a future episode, I would definitely dive into the Matrix thing. I find it interesting, like in in theory, I should say. That will make it. Dude, being your friend is like living in the fucking Matrix. I tell you that, <laughs> in all honesty. Guess what? He's not the one. On that note, <laughs> Alan Smithy, Thanks. Motorsports Mofo, thank you once again for your time and your thoughts and opinions on this conspiracy or these conspiracies. Always Much a pleasure. Love to you, happy John to Doe. be here. Always a pleasure. Happy to be here with Mofo. Happy to be here. Always a pleasure to be with you, uh, John Doe. Always. You guys yeah. Likewise, and thank you everyone for listening and uh, feel free to uh, issue some feedback to us on what you think if we're uh, out uh, batshit crazy or if we're maybe on to something. On that note, folks. Remember, always go deep. Welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep, the podcast, where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support, and remember, always go deep.